And a name on the front is a hell of a lot more important than the one in the back. Doesn't anyone notice this? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. Wham! Cut sap. First try. Why so serious? He's a fast killer. I love the smell of night pump in the morning. I'm freaking pumped. I've been drinking green tea all goddamn day! I don't know. I have a bad feeling about this. Hello, everybody. You're listening to the Good Day for a Movie podcast. We are brought to you by GD4GD. So head on over to GD4GD.com and buy some dope gear because $10 of every sale gets donated to their nonprofit partner, which is currently the Pink Agenda. It's a nonprofit focus focusing on raising money for breast cancer research. They got some really cool stuff, so definitely go check it out. I'm Jacob, and alongside me, Tate. What's up? And Anonymous. Que pasa? How we doing, boys? Your boy is pumped. Just finished watching the birds, and they're at the top of the division. <laughs> this is going to be very funny when One. this releases 11 <laughs> weeks from now. <laughs> hey, they just won tonight. Just beat the Niners, just for all you listening. And they're at the top of the division with... One, two, and a tie. You know, everyone thought they were silly last week when they just took the tie with Cincinnati. They don't look so dumb anymore. They look like that they're going to the playoffs right place. now. <laughs> if the season ended right now, we'd be in the playoffs. I'm going to let you that, you know, right now. Oh, my gosh. Ugh, it, I'm pumped. I have never seen such bad quarterback and coach play <laughs> in a long time. Wentz and Peterson hey, just aren't, you know, in the same book as the rest of the NFL are right now. A win <laughs> is a win. That's fair. That's fair. I was half a point away from hitting the over for a parlay. That one hurt. That uh, one hurt. Yeah. Hurt That's pretty big funny. time. All right. Well, what do you think? Should we just kind of hop into this? Yeah. Let's go for it. It's your Mainly, pick, right? It's my pick. Yep. And, and I, I know what it is. What now? Yeah. I, I actually have told. <laughs> Because I just, had, I yep, I had to run it by him, make sure that this is an okay movie to pick. What? <laughs> I wasn't in on this. You were not in on this because you've never seen this movie. But and I have. You, you guys have. Yes, this is the first movie that's being picked where we've already seen, or what? at least like one or two of us. And it's a big movie. It's the biggest movie we've ever done as well. Oh my gosh! What I think that? I know what it is. No. I don't know why, but Jacob, I feel like, always talks about how it's his favorite movie. And I always mention, oh, yeah, I haven't seen it. It's not my favorite movie, but it's one of my favorite movies. It's so good. I it's am, one of the ones that I have always said, oh, yeah, I've never seen it. He always goes, what? Yeah, 1992 Jurassic Park. It is not only a revolutionary movie in the film industry, but it stands the test of time. And I, I really do think you're going to love it. I have seen Jurassic World. Is that... That count for anything? I mean, kind of, I guess. It's it's another movie that you've seen. <laughs> so all right, let's uh let's wait, what, wait, where are we watching it? What how long is it? What's this movie? Tell me more is about it. Who's the, who's directs it? Steven Spielberg. Spielberg? Oh yeah. John Williams on that the score. Okay, then. I mean if it's ninety two, I probably don't know. 
I mean, I like it's the kind of movie where I've seen clips from it throughout my entire life. But your favorite scene in Ted Two is from this movie. Yeah, I know. Laura Dern, Sam Neill, Jeff Goldblum, Richard Attenborough, and the special effects done by ILM. Trust me, we will be getting into that. Oh, this after is this review. Oh, it was ninety three. I'm sorry. Two hours and seven minutes. Probably about. Just about two hours, not counting credits. It will be very fun to get Tate's opinion on it after. Since, yep. I mean, we both, I've, I feel like I know how I feel about this movie. Yeah, I, I do too. I uh, so All right. So it looks like I'll be the one yep. with the fresh opinions. Yep. yep. All right. All right, folks. Let's, uh, let's get after it. There it is. Welcome. To Jurassic Park. We've made living biological attractions so astounding that they'll capture the imagination of the entire planet. The most phenomenal discovery of our time. How'd you do this? Becomes the greatest adventure of all time. Can I touch it? Sure. Universal Pictures presents. You feel that? Hold on to your butts. A Steven Spielberg film. Fences are failing all over the park. Yeah, that's nice. Gotta go. An adventure. Look out! Down! I can't get Jurassic Park back online. 65 million years in the making. Jurassic Park. Jacob, I have a feeling that you're feeling pretty self-conscious about having chosen bad movies thus far and needed to choose a good movie you're not wrong you're not wrong one bit i look tate do you understand why i needed you to see this movie <laughs> yeah it, it seems like a just a pretty iconic movie yeah i mean it's like it's a, it seems like just one of those must sees and i'm very glad that i watched it so i was lucky enough like during this whole covid like quarantine shutdown deal where I lived in a place that was not affected all that much. And our movie theaters opened before pretty much anybody else's. And they didn't have any movies to show. So luckily, a deal was struck between the theaters and the like movie studios. And they were showing a bunch of classic movies. And Jurassic Park was one of them. Wow, and so I you watched got to see it in, like, in the theater. Recently. And this was like a couple months ago. Wow, see, that would be very cool. Yeah. Like, seeing it I, here now in the, in the theater, it would, it would be one of those movies that would be awesome in the theater. And I'd seen it probably 20 times before that, and it was still just as good. Oh. It was just as good this time, too. It's just such a iconic movie. We'll get into some of the stuff that, kind of the technical stuff with this movie, because it's fascinating. But the first place I kind of wanted to start this conversation with is just how masterfully... And smart it was to not show the dinosaurs until it counted. Yeah. The first time we saw like a, that. a full dinosaur was 20 minutes in. Yep. And a movie based on dinosaurs, you would think that that would kind of be the opening scene. Yeah, uh, I did. I did really like that because um, they, the, the first one was the Brachiosaurus. Yeah. Yeah. Is Brachiosaurus. That? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yep. Um, yeah. And like, I, and I think throughout the movie, they just did a really good job of, all of the shots involving the, the dinosaurs. Um, I think like when you first see the T-Rex, the rainstorm that they're in just kind of is a perfect time to see it because it's all dark out. The rain is crazy and so suspenseful. 
yeah, it was it was very well done. Um, all of the shots with all the dinosaurs, and it, I can imagine that in 1993, this movie was just incredible. Yeah, I'm I mean, not sure if there's anything that I'm not sure of any other movie around then that was even close to looking like. Truthfully, like, the closest thing to this movie that moviegoers have ever experienced with it, just kind of the suspense and never needing to see the dinosaurs for like the whole like for the majority of the movie is Jaws. Um I can see that. And I you before the movie you said that you haven't seen Jaws. If, you have seen Jaws a long but time I don't ago. Remember. Yeah. yeah. And so I actually just watched Jaws for the first time a, probably a month ago and it is crazy to see what Steven Spielberg like he grew a lot as a filmmaker in between Jaws and Jurassic Park, but you can still see the same aspects in Jaws as you do in Jurassic Park. And it's, uh, they're not that they're very similar movies, but the way that he shoots these monsters are very similar. Yeah. And I, I was actually throughout the movie, I was, I always, I guess, had it in my head that this was kind of like a kid's movie or it kind of catered towards like, no, yeah, <laughs> I, no. I kind of just Big figured it was like no. a family movie. And, um, yeah, you, this is like the type of thing that you take your, teenager too because they're like oh, or like their kid because they're like oh yeah i love dinosaurs let's go mm-hmm. watch jurassic park it was i got like you even said it yeah. during it i'm still scared of dinosaurs i mean yeah i could see that the thing was it, it was rated pg-13 is rated pg-13 but pg-13 meant a completely different thing in the early 90s than it does now yeah now you like i don't know if the culture's just changed where kids are so much used to all of this stuff whether they're playing video games or whatnot that they a PG-13 movie now for a 9, 10-year-old is no big deal. Yeah. Well, and I can even see, like, if I was a... I was, when I was 12 years old, I was scared of, like, Lord of the Rings. And I was scared, like, like some of those other movies. Like, this would have definitely freaked me out if I was a child I, when I saw this. I can't even list all the things, like, re- scared reactions I would have had if I was in that car... And I was hearing thuds, <laughs> and okay. the water was moving. I do, I do want to talk about that scene really quick. I, I, there's a couple of scenes that I did think were very, very funny. Um, this one was one of them because the kids were just, well, the guys being an idiot, sprinting away. The kids were being idiots, shining the light, and yeah, then, the, <laughs> but the two scientists that were literally just watching it all, they just sat there, emotionless. Like they even like showed the kids screaming, and like the T-Rex was coming through the sunroof. And it just panned over and showed the two scientists, and they were just staring, not even they're saying a word. They're just kind of wide-eyed, and they're just like... Yeah, but they don't even react uh, at all for like a solid minute. And those kids are just getting <laughs> just attacked by a T-Rex, and they just don't even... And then they're like, finally like, okay, yeah, we should probably do something. <laughs> Flare time. And man, come on, Jeff. Oh, man. Come on, Jeff. Yeah, Sam just, had... Dr. Grant had it under control. Yeah. You didn't need to pull out a Flare 2 trying to be the hero. Yeah. There are good and bad times to sip the whiskey, and that was a bad time. <laughs> yeah. And there is also a bad way to go, and that's, well, sitting on the toilet, not even pooping. Lawyer Man and Elvis Presley, two, the only thing that they have in common. <laughs> <laughs> but that was one, the, okay, which also going into it, the one, also the scene right after that, which I still don't, I guess, see the point of the scene was the, oh, well, also when the kid was trapped into the car, and they just kind of like, when he gets when that car falls off the edge into the tree, I was like, okay, the kid might be dead. I don't think they'll go that way, but that's definitely a situation that would probably kill a kid. He's just unharmed in the car. And I was like, okay. So that whole scene I of mean, him, he had, he had cuts on his forehead from, 
yeah from I, falling. for a second i thought he like was gonna be missing an arm i was like this movie's not that dark but um the whole scene of him climbing the tree getting him out of the car climbing down in the car like coming down and falling on them again that scene to me could have been totally cut from the movie. like it, oh man see that's one of my favorite scenes because it's so masterfully done of just like suspense and like they just keep trying to get away but the car just slowly keeps coming i i that that was one of the more suspenseful scenes i think that does the fit the theme of just constantly trying to escape and constantly getting trapped and <laughs> yeah and i thought it was important because it helped establish the bond between him and the kids which was yeah like i guess that's maybe the other point but the i whole thing. like i mean i think that he already kind of made his point of saving the kids yeah, well, and so i didn't think that they needed the, he hadn't saved tim yet yeah, well, I guess he just like the attempt to like yeah. he he made the attempt to save them by throwing the flare and jumping over like to the car, um, and then clearly when they like fell down, I think like they could have just had the car fall all the way to the ground or something like that, and the kid be okay, and then he just pulls the kid out of the car and they move on. So I didn't see the whole needing to climb up in a tree and grab him out of it, and then the tree like that just seemed like to me it was could have been cut, but it was a yeah either here or there yeah. Um, just a real quick circle back and touch on the dinosaur part about how they didn't show them until it was completely necessary. They did it with like every single dinosaur in the movie mm-hmm. where like, you don't see the Velociraptor until, until like the last 20, 30 minutes. Yep. And that was great. The T-Rex was great. Um, even the little poison spitting ones, you didn't see those until Newman got it. Honestly, I thought that was a Velociraptor. Like a little Velociraptor. <laughs> yeah, that he man, was uh, asking for that. He was a funny character. He was like <laughs> just a douche and he was just but so cocky and confident. And all of a sudden when he was about to go do his thing, just was nervous and <laughs> could barely like clearly was just up to something. Man, he's a funny little character. So many memes throughout this movie too that like are prevalent in pop culture, like the, I think it was the third scene where uh, Newman's sitting there in Costa Rica at the table and the other guy's like, um, what does he say? He's like trying to be all nonchalant. He's like, don't say my name. Hey, look, we got him. He's right here. And he goes, see, nobody cares. That's like a meme now. Huh. You've never I don't seen think that I've meme? seen that. Oh, man. You guys aren't on Twitter. We'll have to, so it, we'll have to find guys, that one. That's all the good we'll news. No, Twitter's good. Twitter's where everything starts, and then you guys very see bad. it on Instagram a year later. Oh, but anyways, man. I um, overall, just what what were your thoughts of the first time seeing it? We'll yeah, you should be a speaking bit more the most. Into it. Yeah, so I think um, seeing this for the first time, I think that it was a very entertaining film. It like clearly kept you involved and like and you were clearly caring about what was about to happen next the entire time that it was um didn't take many pauses or many breaks um very suspenseful i think like overall i I was very impressed with the way that the dinosaurs were incorporated like the way they looked the way they um kind of like acted all these things the the way they had them just kind of like they couldn't do anything about it really like the one guy had a gun against the velociraptor but he had no chance and so they were basically just at the mercy of the dinosaurs. So I liked all that. Um, I think that the only thing that I didn't like, which this is just kind of like something that I, maybe these blockbuster films get is just like some moments that are kind of either like cheesy or just kind of like don't make a lot of sense. So when they were in the car and she was shining the light and the kid was like, just turn off the light, just turn off the light. And she like couldn't do it. And she, like all those like just things where I was like, okay, well that's a little dramatic. But other than that, like there's a couple of little things that just I thought were kind of silly, but other than that, I thought that it was a pretty good film. I honestly thought that 
they were like the park would be open and that and then shit would hit the fan when the park was open kind of similar to Jurassic World Jurassic World yeah. so i was i thought that that was cool that it was before anything had happened and it was while they're just touring the facility um that it all got out of control but yeah i i think so to not not that i need to defend this movie in any way but i think talking about the the girl not being able to get the flashlight off i think that was in there to show just that kids just panic and they just like they don't have the mental processing of adults yeah and so they're that's like kind of like see the, what's happening and then kind of like you don't bring kids to that situation right as like yeah, if you're exactly. the grandpa like that's and so the I, point. like the whole point of these like kind of plot devices that do seem unnecessary with when you like look at it like from a critical like standpoint but they're necessary because they ha- have to move the plot along and the point of that one was to get these three separated grant tim and lex and because if grant had like ian with them throughout that entire thing well ian like we found out that he's a father and he knows how to do all this stuff dr grant had to learn on the fly yeah i think that is just there's a couple yeah it's just and like i think the the last scene with or one of the last scenes with the girl the lady what's her name doc one of the doctors the main character girl oh, laura dern's character yeah um when she was kind of down in that control LA. room and like just kind of like those silly things i think where um like the arm just kind of perfectly plops on her arm and she goes oh doctor yeah ah! like that kind of thing that, like, and like that's a product of the 90s yeah and so like is. for sure <laughs> so that it was, was like a, a couple of those thing. little things where i was like okay well uh, and but it's not it doesn't affect the movie at all it's just little things where i noticed that i thought was silly um the one, oh man, you guys, I mean, I, you saw me like when I just lost it. Oh, <laughs> well, I don't even remember how funny that scene yeah, was. Oh my it was God. Funny. I don't so, think I've ever laughed at that scene yeah. before. To, like, <laughs> I, agree I, like, I, I, I never found that scene funny until Tate <laughs> when, when Tim is climbing the fence down and he's counting down and he gets launched backwards when they turn the fence on. <laughs> like, Tate just lost it. It was incredible. So, Cause I, in my head I was like, okay, they're counting down. He's gonna. He's like, oh, I'll jump on one, two, three. I'll jump, and he doesn't jump. And I'm like, oh, okay. It's getting more suspenseful. It's getting closer. It's gonna be just in time. And then he was just like, okay. And, and the kid finally commits to jumping, and he's like, all right, all right, guys, I'll jump. I'll do it on three, one. And then he just gets launched, <laughs> and <laughs> like his body just flies like a rag doll. And it the, was really funny that he flew like horizontally. Yeah, like, it wasn't that he fell. <laughs> yeah. He just. Literally, and then launched. it just goes straight to the like the done character or whatever, and she just has a smile on her face. She's like, ah, "Save the day!" <laughs> yeah. And I thought that that ten seconds was the funniest thing ever. And I also thought it was very funny because I googled it afterwards just because I was curious about what it what kind of voltage a human can sustain. And it said that anything over fifty volts could be lethal. And the fence just said ten thousand, and this kid just got. Launched, <laughs> yeah, and I, and then he just goes straight to just eating chocolate. That's one of the like the biggest criticisms of the movie that I've seen is, oh, well, that kid would have been dead. Okay, yeah, that sure, kid the kid would have been. That kid's dead, got nine lives. Whatever, like who cares? Like the kid's alive. It just yeah. didn't kill him. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of your point too. Like where whatever this happens, keep the story going. You're right. Like the kid lives. Whatever. Yeah. For, like forget about it. But that kid is a cat, and well, his sense of humor. That's oh. going to keep that guy going. That is <laughs> yeah. what's keeping that guy going. Places. And like, with that sense of humor. Again, like the reason that the kid, like that they like 
electrocuted Timmy is because they needed they needed him to um they needed it's him funny to be said Timmy. That's oh it's it's just Tim, isn't it? I don't know. I don't know but just that <laughs> sentence in a yeah. serious way is it's very funny. funny. But the reason for it is because they needed to have Lex come in and kind of guide the her brother to safety, which he had done with her a couple of times in the movie. And so this movie really gets to all of the main characters get to shine, whether it be Ian or Dr. Grant or Ellie or the two kids, all, all of them shine except for uh, David Attenborough's character, um, Hammond. Uh, well, I was going to say Goldblum doesn't really shine. He kind of, he <laughs> yeah, kind of just tosses the exact opposite. Well, <laughs> he like <laughs> tries to steal the shine. No, his moments of shine are there. It's it's before any of the dinosaurs he, come. It's it's when well, he's, he's questioning everything. Yeah, everything. that's where is that's where his like that, he's the initial guy who calls out everything with the whole and his like speech on nature, the lack of humanity, and you didn't like you you found out that you could, but you didn't ask if you should. That's one of my favorite lines in all yeah. of movies. Oh, like, he had some great that lines. That entire speech is. I think just a prescient issue. Gee, the lack of humility before nature that's being displayed here um, staggers me. Well, thank you, Dr. Malcolm, but I think things are a little bit different than you and I had feared. Yeah, I know. They're a lot worse. Now, wait a second. Now, we haven't even seen the part no, where Donald, 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 let him talk. There's no reason. No, no, I want to hear a review part. I really do. Yeah, yeah. Don't you see the danger, uh, John, inherent? Uh, in what you're doing here, genetic power is the most awesome force the planet's ever seen, but you wield it like a, a kid that's found his dad's gun. It's hardly appropriate to start hurling generalizations. If I may, um, I'll tell you the problem with the scientific power that you're, that you're using here. Uh, it didn't require any discipline to attain it. You know, you read what others had done, and you, and you took the next step. You didn't earn the knowledge for yourselves, so you don't take any responsibility for it. You stood on the shoulders of geniuses uh, to accomplish something as fast as you could, and before you even knew what you had, you, you patented it and packaged it and slapped it on a plastic lunchbox, and now you're selling it. You want to sell it. Well, I, I don't think you're giving us our due credit. Our scientists have done things which nobody's ever done before. Yeah, yeah, but your scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not they could that they didn't stop to think if they should. And this will kind of get into one of my my only big question that I have written down is just our thoughts on whether or not like recreating dinosaurs or something of that nature is ethical or not. Yeah, I was because that's the I mean I think the big oh, one of the big things that they have come out of the questions that they have come out of this are topics that discussion points um, is the whole idea of going against nature. Um, and like with science and I, I agree with Goldblum's character's viewpoint on it where he was like, don't, don't fuck with nature. Um, cause things are made this way and things are meant to be this way. The dinosaurs um, had their chance. Yeah. yeah. I liked his whole sequence of God creates dinosaurs. God destroys dinosaurs. God creates man. Man destroys God. Man creates dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. Eat man. Woman inherits the earth. And Dr. Grant and uh, <laughs> Goldblum are like, Goldblum just oh, like kind of like shit. both like look over and they're like, fuck, she got us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a great little. Um, do you guys want to get into some of the like technical aspects of the movie? Yeah, I was wondering, do you know where they filmed it? Uh, Hawaii. They did film Hawaii. Yep. Okay. Because yep. I was wondering, it, like, I was wondering if it had to be somewhere that was um, like in the Caribbean or yeah. somewhere like that. I think but. it was on the, oh, like, on Kona Island, like the oasis side, hmm. like the big, the biggest island. That's like, no, it, it was not on the biggest island. It was on, yeah, it was on Oahu. It was all on Oahu. Um, Oahu and Kauai. 
It definitely yeah, so, struck me as a movie that wasn't filmed in Hollywood. Yeah, like I mean, that, like pretty agreed. much all of the indoor stuff was filmed on sets in Hollywood. Yeah, probably. But. Um, but for some of the technical stuff, so ILM, which is a company, I'll kind of go into the history of ILM for anybody listening that hasn't heard of it, and I think you guys are probably in that same camp. So ILM is that a company that was founded by George Lucas in, I think it was 1976, right before Star Wars, and he founded it to make Star Wars and to create all the special effects for it. And after he made the original trilogy, he wanted he he always had in mind the three movies before it. But what he knew is that the technology wasn't there to make those movies. And so that's why he kept ILM going. And they're still the biggest and best. What is ILM? Or Industrial Light and Magic. Okay. I have heard that before. Yeah. And so like any movie that you're like, wow, those special effects are really good. It's probably done by ILM. Like all of the Marvel movies. Meh. What there's, do you mean? There's one competitor. Who? Peter Jackson. Yeah, I mean, but like the majority, the vast majority of them are done by ILM. Peter Jackson's company is probably one of the only ones. And the other thing with it too is the sound was also done by a George Lucas founded company in Skywalker Sound. <laughs> and so Skywalker Sound is always, and it, I will fight anybody to the death that says it's not the... <laughs> best sound company out there because it is and so Jurassic Park is being made and Lucas has a hand in some of the special effects because him and Spielberg are really good friends they came up through I think like, South film Park school makes together. fun of that too yeah I mean like th- Park, there's I a whole fun at them being best friends there's a whole like crowd of them Francis Ford Coppola Brian De Palma Coppola Lucas, is the Godfather and Apocalypse Now yes or no wait yeah Apocalypse Now yeah yes okay yeah, and so they're all really good friends. Steven Spielberg was supposed to direct Apocalypse Now. Huh. But yeah, so once the like once George kind of like saw what these guys were able to do with cuz this is the first I'm pretty sure this is the first movie to use computer graph uh generated images. Yep. That would make sense. And so the dinosaurs were a combo of miniatures, animatronics and CGI. And so when Lucas saw what they were able to do and put together as a full, he went, all right, the prequels are already being made. So that's just kind of a, it's pretty yeah. crazy just the synergy between everything that Spielberg and Lucas and all of those guys do all comes back to each other. I mean, it's the same as Indiana Jones, a little bit of a tangent, but like after Star Wars came out, Jaws came out the year before it. And when opening weekend of Star Wars, George Lucas and Steven Spielberg went on vacation to Hawaii and on the beach there, Lucas was like, well, so what What film are you going to do, Steven? And Steven's like, ah, I would love to try my hand at the James Bond franchise. And Lucas was like, ah, I have something better. And then he told him about Indiana Jones. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, so that's some of the technical kind of nerdy aspect of it that well, and is I, my favorite part of the filmmaking. I was that's I think the industry. thing that impressed me the most was the dinosaurs. Like we'll go back to I think like how they introduced them, how they have, but also just the look of them. And because I I mean in 1993, I don't yeah I don't know of any other movies in the 90s that had this kind of like ET. Was that even CGI? Like no, that, that was even CGI. All- Puppets that was in like yeah animatronics. So I'm trying to think of any other kind of movie that I've seen in like the early 90s that used CGI, and I can't think of anything. But like it makes me think of that dumb movie, like Cowboys versus oh, Dinosaurs. Cowboys and aliens? No, oh. well maybe that's just what I'm thinking of. Well, no, there's, there's that a, like tr- what do you call that genre? Just like the trash movies. Just like I think there was so a, like there was a Sharknado. 
Yeah, there's like there just one, some of those like, movies yeah. that was with the dinosaurs. And dinosaurs. Yeah, something like that. that yeah. Like, but and that was just the worst, worst animation ever. And yeah. like that came out in the last probably ten years. And so I just think like it proves that in '93 this movie was probably incredible. Yeah, um, and I mean, in my opinion, all of nothing looks bad in this movie. There's yeah, not no. a single shot. That you're like, yeah, oh, what, what was that? Like even like the pupils and stuff of like the dinosaurs going yeah, and, out, and, and like the T Rex when she, when they were shining the light in its face, like it would come in and the pupil would shrink and then it would go out and you could see the pupil expand again. Yeah. I mean, that's and just, like when they were taking care of the um, what was that one like the, tri- the triceratops? triceratops? I'm yeah. testing. This is testing my dinosaur <laughs> knowledge. Um, there the are one six that was that would run laps around you. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, like that whole scene was impressive too, with just the way that they, because I, I, they must have that must have been like a puppet or like a yeah, that was an animatronic. Yeah, okay. Um, anyway, I, and this is just something that I thought was curious because I just when I was doing that, I was googling what the budget was. It says that it was sixty three million, but the box office it did over a billion. Yeah, which that's insane. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, holy it's... shit! Talk about your return. Yeah. Yeah. I Big mean, not return. much you can <laughs> more you can ask for than that. Let's see, Oscars. It won best sound, won best effects, and so I guess that gets into kind of my um, the Oscars. I think do a really good job of summarizing where I think this movie killed it, um, and where it was just kind of a normal movie or like a um, just kind of like a okay movie. And I think as far as acting goes, acting was good. I don't think it was anything that was going to win an Oscar, which I saw that none of the actors were really nominated. Um, so I think that that makes sense. Um, I think the like the directing was something that I think could have been up for an it Oscar. It should have been also nominated for score because this is one of my favorite John Williams pieces. I think for me, if I have to rank like just lone pieces from a movie, I would go Superman theme. And then Binary Sunset from Star Wars, and then the Jurassic Park theme would be number three for me. It is like just one of the most iconic themes. And I mean, throughout the entire movie, like when they are first getting to the island on the helicopter and that theme just hits, I. almost got up to turn it up because like it's just John Williams music just does something to me that I just don't know what (laughs) he's your you marry him already (laughs) yeah I mean if he wasn't like a hundred years old I would (laughs) Um, but yeah I think that that's those are the like the categories that it won in were the categories that I think it should have won in should have been nominated and should have won in which is like the visual effects the sound should have I think probably for the score could have been up for a director, but I don't know the other movies that yeah. we're up to. So yeah, I don't either. Um, who knows about that? But I think the fact that it won and you can't even look that up is the effects. thing either. You can't, can't even, even look up who like were just nominated for other stuff. It's just impossible. I think I, think I have Forrest it. Gump won ninety three. Oh. <laughs> I was like, I, <laughs> I want to say Forrest Gump won ninety three. No Best picture. It didn't. Yeah. I I just had it up. Or was it was in ninety two. In ninety three. Tom Hanks won though for the movie Philadelphia. Um, Schindler's List was one of those movies that was in '93 or the 
Um, these are the, this is technically the '94 yeah, Oscars. Oscars. Um, Tommy Lee Jones in the Fugitive, actor in a supporting role. A lot of Schindler List. Um, and in you the know name who did of Schindler's the Father, list, right? Spielberg. Yeah, huh. he also did that. Spielberg. Who would have thunk? Okay, so that's why Spielberg didn't get nominated for directing for this because he won the award won for directing for, for Schindler's, Schindler's List. list. Yeah, I just saw that editing. Schindler's List won. Wow, so he had a year. Yeah. John Williams, there we go. He was nominated for Schindler's List and won, which is why this one wasn't nominated. Um, and then Schindler's List won Best won Picture. Won Best Picture. I just saw that, yeah. So, so it makes sense. Like He walked away with more rings than LeBron. <laughs> yeah, no and doubt. And won Oscars. Without an asterisk. <laughs> Without <laughs> a superstar team. Without Dwayne Wade. Yeah, and so the people that won for visual effects for Jurassic Park were Dennis Muren, uh, Sam Winston, Phil Tippett, and Michael Lantieri were the, like, the five that were like the ones to accept the award. And Phil Tippett and Dennis Muren were original ILM people in 1976. So, yeah, pretty cool. Um, one last point before we kind of get to scores here. Well, um, I, I have one quick yes, question yeah, for, for you sure. guys. Is there... so? You have seen this movie many times. You even got to see it in the theaters. You have seen this movie a couple times. Yeah, well, and more importantly, I've read the book a couple times. Wow. And I don't read. So this is based on I a book. I can't read. <laughs> and the book is better than the movie. But I mean, that's the case more often than not. But yeah. this one, this is actually one of the few movies that is pretty close to being as good as the book. I do think comparing books and movies is like comparing apples and oranges sometimes, but sometimes they're because more often different experience. They're different. And then more often than not, I think books are better. Yeah. I think it's so hard to capture books and movies, yeah. but this one, yeah, did really, really well. So is there anything that you guys capture that comes like that you see after you see it so many times or seen it many times that still stands out? Or you're like, Oh, I missed that earlier. Or like, Oh, I really appreciate that. Cause I feel like that's something that happens to me when I rewatch um, movies that, I really like is I just kind of hunt and peck and I find something or I'm like, Oh wow. I didn't catch that. I mean, if you've seen it 20 times, you've probably seen yeah. <laughs> just about so, I mean, like the first thing that comes to mind is obviously the score, but I've harped on that enough. Um, another thing is the acting performances were actually really good, including from the kids. Steven Spielberg the kids just, actually killed it. Yeah. Steven Spielberg has a way of just getting to kids and, like you saw it in ET with Drew Barrymore. I like, I believe that he was shocked by a hundred thousand volts. <laughs> yeah. I was. Um, <laughs> he killed that. But like with the kids interacting with Sam Neill's character, it was there were so many subtle things that went into it, and it just it just made you believe that this was like he's this is a guy that doesn't like kids, but was is forced into the situation. He's like, well, I mean, what am I going to do? Toss these kids out of the tree, and. So I, I think there were a lot of subtle acting. Run and hide in a bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like there were a lot of subtle acting things that went on throughout this movie besides just those that um, I think you kind of really get um, once you've seen it a few times. I could see that. I just appreciate when I first saw this and probably the couple times since I'd seen it before tonight. Dinosaurs scare me, man. <laughs> and those, like, the T-Rex scene in the rain with the cars, that's just suspenseful. And the Velociraptor scene when they're in the kitchen, like, it still got me. Like, and this is probably the fourth time I've seen this movie. Every time. 
left the room for when the kids were in the kitchen with the velociraptors. He might have been going to the bathroom, but you know what? I'm going to believe that he just kind of no, needed he was just a break. In the kitchen. I, went, I was in the kitchen doing No, things. you actually just needed yes, a break? He just, he, yes. I, I've seen it, and it just gives me that much suspense. Dinosaurs freak me out, man. Interesting. That shit, talk about like if dinosaurs actually came back. <laughs> Fuck. I don't know what I would do. It would be bad. You'd probably go find a nearest toilet. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. You'd throw I up know. like tempted. See, oh, you I, would? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, another part I, of that I, scene. I probably would he throw says, up. I threw up, and he's like, that's okay. Come on. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I think the, like, the point of that is like the kid's in shock, and he's yeah. embarrassed. And But I would have guessed that he's in shock with, whether he said he threw up or didn't throw up. Yeah. Like he that's just like had a, a kid's Tyrannosaurus saying, Rex like, <laughs> attack him. <laughs> me throwing up is the problem no the problem is that you just got attacked by a fucking t-rex he's just like sorry i threw up and he's like i don't care you just got attacked by a dinosaur um let's see samuel jackson awesome hold on to your butts great line <laughs> great line um Let's see. I do like how he said that. Another scene that kind of grew on me as I watched it and kind of read some things and listened to some podcasts about it is the like animated explanation, like the first part of the ride. Growing up, like like when I was kind of older, like when would rewatch this movie, I'm like, ah, this this one's dumb. This is just for kids. Well, I actually don't think it is. I think it's the reason it's there is because. It keeps it simple for the audience. Oh, I just caught on to what you're talking yeah. about. The the DNA explanation yeah. stuff. Just one drop of your blood contains billions of strands of DNA. The building blocks of life. A DNA strand like me is a blueprint for building a living thing. And sometimes animals that went extinct millions of years ago, like dinosaurs, left their blueprints behind for us to find. We just had to know where to look. A hundred million years ago, there were mosquitoes, just like today. And just like today, they fed on the blood of animals, even dinosaurs. Sometimes, after biting a dinosaur, the mosquito would land on the branch of a tree and get stuck in the sap. After a long time, the tree sap would get hard and become fossilized, just like a dinosaur bone, preserving the mosquito inside. This fossilized tree sap, which we call amber, waited for millions of years with the mosquito inside until Jurassic Park scientists came along. Using sophisticated techniques, they extract the preserved blood from the mosquito and, bingo, dino DNA. Yeah, that that like that scene, and so like it keeps it simple for the audience enough to where they're not like, oh, okay, well, this just isn't realistic, and it like it gives out like it gives like an explanation, but we also know that it's deeper than that as an audience because in universe that is made for kids, and so like I think that's a great way as a director to kind of get us over, um, yeah. And any of the hangups we would have on like the science behind it. Yeah. Like there would be a lot of people that would be after they watch it, they'd be like, Oh, well it clearly doesn't work. It doesn't work that way. How did they even do this? So they probably were before they made the movie. They're like, all right, we need to just literally dumb this down. And I remember the book actually version. being much more like, or I remember the book going more into the science. So Which, it yeah. was probably doling down. Yeah, they weren't going to spend too much time. For no. the movie, they weren't going to spend too much time on explaining the science. Yeah. But I did think it was interesting also in the end when they came back to um, the whole... Because I knew that they would when they were talking about, oh, we only have female dinosaurs in the park. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I knew there was going to be some way that they were going to um, tie in that that wasn't actually the case. I'm simply saying that life uh, finds a way. And I'm so I'm glad that they did that at the end when he and that was a good video because they talked about they're including other um, animals DNA in it. And then he explains, he's like, oh, well, this, the frog or the toad or whatever, they have this. Yeah, there's some West African frogs that when they're in a single gender environment, yeah, they switch genders. Which, that's a fun fact. Yeah, and that's true. I actually, I actually, I don't know if I knew that from it. It had to have been from it, but like, I've just known that my whole life. You just yeah. wondered it one day and Googled it and you're like. No, oh. like, I, I like, <laughs> like, I, that's just a fact that I've had in my head probably from watching this movie a bunch yeah, as a kid. I think me yeah. too. I am not investing in Hammond. I don't want to Oh my to gosh, so Hammond far. can have all of my money. <laughs> no. Yeah, he's a baller. No. Wow, he's my favorite character, I think. <laughs> I did like how he kept saying, we spared no expense. Yeah. <laughs> so many times he said that. Yeah. It was And they didn't. No. They had I mean, well, it was funny how the last time he said it was about the ice cream. They they did spare no expense. expense. Yeah. They didn't pay Newman. That was the only expense they spared. Was, they was paid- Newman his son? No. He did call him dad. He did call him dad. That was a joke. Because he, like, the scene where he was <laughs> like, oh my God, you morons. <laughs> you guys are morons. We both just raised our eyes. That was, uh, at each other. like, the line there where he was like, I don't, like, I don't judge people for their mistakes, but I do ask them to pay for it. And that's, like, a piece of fatherly advice. And Newman, fatherly like, that, advice? That the, Father. The fat guy's like, thanks, dad. Like as a yeah. joke, you guys are absolute. <laughs> I don't know. Complete and I got questions for Spielberg. Yeah. The Newman character is American, and Hammond is British. You know, there have been crazier things. No, the mother no. could be American. <sighs> no, he's probably obviously not the kid, but they never said that he was. That he- <laughs> God, do you see? Do you guys hear what I have to deal with? You know, it's a piece of work. I won't, I won't believe anybody except for Spielberg. Yep. Actually, probably whoever wrote the book. I, I think we, I think it, we would have to have coffee with Spielberg to get to get Spielberg. It. If you're listening to this, yeah, is Fatty's character in the book? I don't know. I don't. Fatty. It's been. I think I read it. Last I read the I was book. Like eighteen. I don't believe you anymore. Yeah, where's the book? Wow. Me to go get it. He's credited. Wayne Knight's character is credited. His name is Nerdy. Like in the movie? Yes. What? <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't Samuel know. Jackson called him nerdy, didn't he? Yeah, he called yeah. him nerdy, but I thought that was just like another joke. Yeah, no, that's that's his name. So maybe so, he is his dad. Maybe he is his Wow. <laughs> um, let's see. I think it's time to get into some scores. I, I'll go last, but I will I will give the aggregator the movie aggregator scores. IMDB eight point one out of ten, Rotten Tomatoes ninety one percent, and Metacritic sixty eight percent. That's way too low. That's lower than I thought for... Yeah, that's messed up. People are just confusing this one with Jurassic Park 2 and 3. That's that's my only explanation for that, because the Rotten Tomatoes score is correct. You're telling me that there's three of these you before don't, Jurassic World? You don't World? watch 2 and 3. They're not as bad as people make them out to be. They're not good by any means, but they're not just like jump off a building bad. All right, that's probably an honest... And there is where you stop listening to Jacob. <laughs> score it did have a lot more cheese than i thought it than i remembered it it was a lot cheesier than i remembered it yeah and like that, when aaron Rodgers and brett Favre showed up very cheesy had a lot of fromage and i when you were asking like things that you notice when you see a movie over and over again 
Like there was a suspense, which is just crazy, and I like it, but it also scares me. But it was Sage Damascus, by the way. He he likes pain. No, I, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. He enjoys suspense. He enjoys pain. There was a lot of cheese, so that I think will drop my score, just because, and that's probably why Metacritic is low. So eight point eight. Okay, an 88 out of 100. Maybe an 8.7, but probably 8.8. I'll stay with that. All right. Well, I was thinking about this earlier, and I think that I would have a different answer for if I saw it in 1993 in the theaters. Or as a kid. Or as a kid um, compared to seeing it for the first time now. So I think I have to take into account what it was when it came out. Um because I think like uh, what I was going to go with was usually like, I think I was just going to stick with an 80 out of a hundred. Um, but I have to give it some credit for everything that it did 25 years ago, 30, almost 30 years ago. Um, so I'm only going to bump it up a little bit because of that, but I'm just going to go with an 85, um, out of a hundred. All right. So to me, when I first, when I saw this in theater, we're about to hear a hundred. Um, I gave it a 99 out of a hundred and my only criticism on it was the Wayne Knight character. I thought it was just a little bit too cheesy and it was just kind of all the falling in the mud was just played for laughs a bit too much. And he was just the, the fat guy. Oh, nerdy. Yeah. Um, that's the actor's name. Yeah. Um, and I thought that it was just played up too much for laughs. He was too much of a doofus to be doing this he was a complex huge doofus. <laughs> um, plan. But you, Tate, actually changed my opinion on that because you like laughed at him a lot and like found him very entertaining. And I was like, well, I more so now understand like the point of the character, and it's probably lost on me because of how many times I've seen it. Yeah, so you I, are correct. I, I do think that he was. Like he was so he was funny just because he was so confident, so cocky. Like that first scene that you meet him, he's just like, "Oh, I'm eating food. You're paying for it. Give me my money." And like he just acted like he ran shit. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like he was a big talker. And then when he had to walk the walk, he just fumbled the ball. Yep. And yeah, I thought that was very funny. Um. So you were correct. This is one of the few perfect movies that are out there. Um. Raiders of the Lost Ark is one. Empire Strikes Back is one. There's a couple others out there. This is a 100 out of 100 for me. Wow. It got bumped up. Yep. It, I bumped it up that one point. I, I'm not going to be as critical about the Wayne Knight character, but yeah, 100 out of 100. That's Yeah, that's fitting. That brings I would it expect nothing less. to an average score of 91, which puts me in first place with the highest rated movie. That's such a weak move. <laughs> that's so we, weak. Folks... We did it. <laughs> we did it, folks. This is what he has to do, everyone. So is, what does that mean? You're going to pick Shawshank or I might, Godfather? I mean, the rules just changed. <laughs> hey, I don't care about my aggregate score. <laughs> uh, apparently, yes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that was mean. 
All right, folks, that's going to do it for today. If you have thoughts or questions, you can shoot us an email at gd4ampodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at gd4gd.movies. Again, that's gd4gd.movies on Instagram. Uh, We're also on Twitter at gd4gd underscore movies because for whatever reason, Twitter doesn't let me put dots in the handle. It has to be an underscore. Because Twitter's Um, bad. All three of those, yeah, I know, it's it's weird. But all three of those, the four in it is an actual number. Instagram is a dot. Yeah, yeah, Instagram's the dot. So all, all three of those, the four in there, it's the number four, not F-O-R or F-O-U-R. Um, we'll catch you guys next week at the movies. Sage's pick. Boo. <laughs>